Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Silbert Ranch on the campus of Nicolay Bible Institute in the North Woods of Wisconsin. And it's uh, it's that season where school is starting everywhere, and it's kind of the, the end of summer for a lot of places, maybe hopefully not the end of the warmth. Um, but I can just say that God is good. You know, it's amazing to see all that God does, not only during the summer, but year-round. And I would encourage you that if, if you're too busy to see what God is doing in your life, I would encourage you to slow down a little bit and, and just say, all right, God, help me to see what you're doing in and around me. Or maybe I am too busy and I need to slow down so that I give you the space right. to do stuff in my life. Because that that's the beauty I love about being up here at Silver Ranch is that, yes, there's the busy times, the busy seasons, but then there's always the time. And I think this is why people come up um, is because it, it forces you to slow down, to enjoy God, enjoy each other, enjoy his creation, and allows you to unplug. And we're getting into the season of our um, ladies' retreats, which are coming up here, and our men's retreats, which are coming up. And and I encourage you, you know, as you're listening, if you need an opportunity just to kind of refocus, reset, come on up to Silbert Ranch, over to silbertranch.org. We do a variety of what I call specialty retreats in the fall season. Uh, Like I said, we have our ladies' retreats, which we have two weekends here in September um, that we – want to serve ladies and so you can come up and network and then in october we have a men's retreat where we just encourage men and and high school and up you know come on out like we want to we want to have fellowship and encourage each other and challenge each other but then we also do father-son retreats um and we do a father-daughter retreat in the fall Uh, we do a mother-daughter but that's later on in the spring um but i encourage you to come on up you know, and, and get away and unplug. We also have the Wolf River Refuge, which is just five miles down the road from Silver Ranch. It's it's a diamond in the rough. It's it's a place that is beautiful. We got seven cabins there, eight cabins actually, and it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere, and it is gorgeous. And so, if you want to get away as a family, um, just have a weekend where you can or unplug, smaller group or smaller, yeah, or smaller group, or maybe it's your life group or whatever you call them at your church, and you just want to do something together. Because one of the things that we just talked about on the on the episode that we just finished up is the importance of doing things together. You know, it's one thing to go and have coffee; it's one thing to watch a movie together, but you're not really doing something together. And there's something about when you're doing something together and sharing life together that it allows community to be built. And when you have community be built, you enjoy not only each other more, but it also helps you to grow in your walk with God because you allow each other to, you push each other, but then it's easier to share each other's burdens. Um, and you and you just do that more naturally. And so uh, that's why we're here. We're here so that you can enjoy who God is and to intentionally unplug. So I encourage you to head over to Silver Ranch where you can find all of our retreats. And there's also a link for our Wolf River Refuge, wolfrefuge.org. Or if you're a college student, you know, we just started our MBI program, our Nicolay Bible Institute. And that is geared towards laying a biblical foundation uh, so that you have a springboard to go into life. It doesn't matter if you're going into ministry or if you're going to be in nursing or if you're going into, you know, be an architect. It's really just to say, hey, here's the basic foundation you need to to pursue God in whatever you do in life. And not only that, it, it, it allows you to connect with other people and build Absolutely. those relationships. Because as I talk to students that have gone on, they are like best friends for life with the students that they shared life with for that year. And it all goes back to this doing stuff together. You know, you, you build a community and there's a bond that happens that sticks with you for life where you can just call them up in the middle of the night and be like, hey, 
and that person understands what you're going through instantly and can pray with you, that can encourage you. And that's what the community, that's what the body of Christ is about. So that's why I love this time of year is because it's a time where we can just look back, sit back and reflect and say, hey, you know, and for us, you know, sure, it's an everyday thing, but, you know, I'm still blown away in the way that God uses this place for so many people. I mean, the, the amount of times that people say, man, this is just my refresh place, that's my right. refuge, you know, and that's why we're here is we want to be the springboard for you, for your small group, for your youth group, for your church group, whatever it is. We want to help assist you to pursue Jesus, but also to pursue relationships and community within your own context. Absolutely. You know, I often say you've got to change your place and your pace to challenge your perspective. Yeah. Regardless of where you go do that, oftentimes, if it's just a vacation where it's all about you, I think that's a little harder. But if you're going to serve somewhere, come to a camp or whatever it might be. I also have people come and say, well, give us ideas on how we can serve as a, a small group or whatever. It's like, well, I think that should be woven into a regular pattern of yeah. your small group. But if you were to ask me to come up with an idea, uh, I look around just one ministry, and there are so many ministries that probably the listening people are part of. Yeah. And I look at our ministry here, Silver Birch Ranch, Nicolay Bible Institute, Wolf River Refuge. And, it, you know, there are groups that could come up and say, we're going to take this project on from start to finish. We're, we're going to make sure it's funded. We're going to make sure it's worked. You know, for example, every year we build a, a a prop out in the field. Yeah. And then we have to take it down. Yep. It would be wonderful if there was a, a group that would say, you know what, I'm going to go up there and take it down. We're right. going to go up there and finish taking it down. Yeah. It, that doesn't take as much skill as putting it up. Well, and even putting it up, I mean, we have groups that come up and help us put it up. That's right. Because it's it's enough where we can give some oversight and all that sort of stuff. That's right. And we're Absolutely. trying to work with the group now. We're, we're trying to put an indoor riding arena up. Yeah. We have the materials sitting on our grounds. And there is a group we're trying to work with that wants to come up and get it done for us. Yeah, because they were here this summer and That's they said, right. hey, what's going on over there? And they're like, oh. I think we could help with that, Yeah, which is amazing. And that's the service side. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, there's always landscaping projects, and there's always, I mean, there's so many things that a place like this, whether it be at the refuge, we want to build a lodge up at the refuge, and we have some guys talking with us about that possibly, and we don't know where that's going to go. But in the end, what you see is a bunch of those people who love God saying, how can I be used to glorify God? Yeah. And I would encourage you, I gave you this ministry as an example all the ministries you're involved with, yeah. look at them and say, how can we serve and, and go serve and not just talk about serving? And I think that's something, if I had a problem with the evangelical churches right now, if I can use that term, and I don't want to get anyone throwing darts at me yet, but it, it is that sometimes I think we, we talk and talk and talk and form committees and do things and meet about serving, but we don't go out and serve. Mm-hmm. We keep trying to organize serving and organize it maybe even for somebody else when we we could stop the meeting and go serve ourselves if we want. Yeah. And so I think that's some kind of balance you have to look at a little bit, try and figure out, you know, how much meeting is necessary, how much is it that we could just go out and serve and make this thing happen. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love the idea of, of people serving together and working together and seeing God work together and Again, ending our summer this year, that's what we're about. And we've seen it over and over again. I don't know how many times throughout the years. We have 60-some buildings and about 100 acres. And, you know, I, as I talk to different people, some of the parents that drop kids off for Nicolay Bible Institute, 
I was telling him, you know, every building up here has a story. Yeah. Every building points to God. Every building, to me, who have who's been here since the beginning, every building is a monument to God. It's not a monument to itself or the person who built it, because it, they all have different stories of how they exist. Yeah. And to me, it's amazing that they're even here. And that camp is even paid for and that we can even go forward with being a nonprofit that loses money all the time. It's amazing to me mm -hmm. that God has done this. So there are so many things as I walk these grounds that are that point me to God that I wish other people could have that richness in their life as well. And the people who came up and participated with us in all this, they do have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even have to tell them about it because they have it because they participated in having it done. And those who didn't, they can hear the stories and they can say, boy, it'd be fun to be a part of that. Well, that's what I'm encouraging you to do now. Yeah. Be a part of it. Because really, I found out years ago that God's work will be done with or without me. Mm -hmm. And so if I want to join in, I need to join in. And and he's going to win anyway. Yeah, It'll be accomplished anyway. It's kind of like when I played football in college. You get injured or you don't want to play, fine. You get off the field, somebody else comes in, and they play anyway. And if they win, they'll win without you. And you just missed out on the privilege of being a part of it. And whether the ministry be down somewhere other part of the world or whether it be here or whether it be whatever you're involved in, remember, God's going to accomplish his purpose with or without you. Right. It's the thrill of being a part of it. So be a part of it mm -hmm. and bring your buddies and make it something where you all serve together. Yeah. Um, we do uh, other things that are very interesting. People come up and they'll do dish crew for us. Yeah, dish crew. Year-round because we have people coming year-round that we serve. And there's families and small groups that say, on this date, we're going to go up and do all the dishes and keep the dining hall clean for them. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's great. We it's put great. a student with them to you know, make sure they do all the right rules for running that dishwasher and That's all that right. kind of stuff but other than that they serve and they have a great time together most of them come back and do it again and again, again. yeah and that's the fun thing yep and, and like you said, whether it's our ministry or other ministries, you just ask, and there's plenty of things to do. I mean, we have a group that comes up and helps rake every year yep. in the spring and in the fall. We have groups that come up. I mean, we have fences all over the place that, need, that, that get stained. You know, there's always something going on, you know, and so there's always a list of things, and it doesn't matter the age bracket. Yep, you know, absolutely. That's, that's the amazing thing is you could do it as a family, you know, and, and we understand that. And so when we, when we have people that serve, it's like we understand that it might not be, you know, the pace can be fast. It could be slow, you know. And for us, it's not about getting the job done necessarily. It's about the process. That's right. And we have a couple that owns a, a they own a, a carpet cleaning business, and they come up and they clean the carpets every year. Yeah, it's amazing. Right at the right time. Yeah. yeah. They know when we need them cleaned right after summer, right yeah. before we start our Nikolai Bible Institute year. And they come and they clean. They're just, I watch, I, I come over and say hi to them and I watch them work. They're so hardworking and so faithful and they're just coming to serve. Yeah. It's refreshing mm -hmm. in many respects because we could clean that with, you know, a rug doctor, I guess, and it wouldn't be near as clean as what they're doing because this is what they do for a living. Right. And it is absolutely where you see God in their lives. So mm -hmm. I encourage you, there's there's ministries, there's people, there's orphans, there's widows. Go go serve and get in the mind frame of serving, not sitting. Yeah. You know, you sit around too much. In fact, you know, I think what happens is that 
that Satan gets us involved in things that we can't do anything about anyway. Yeah. And we think even saying something on some kind of social media might solve the whole world's problems, and it doesn't. I, I don't know anyone, actually, that has ever changed an opinion politically or spiritually because someone said something on social, social media. media that they said, oh, yes, I've been wrong all my life. I'm going to change everything now and start listening to you. Yeah, because I, of your post. Yeah, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure what the posts are for Yeah. other than look at me and what I know, and I'm not sure that's very healthy. And I know we just had a bunch of people turn off our podcast, but because they say, well, God could use it somehow. I, I agree. He yeah. could use it somehow. Um, but I also think that we need to be spending time doing things that actually changed hearts if God gives us an opportunity and serving people is what does that. Not just going online and telling them what they're doing wrong. Right. Um, well, and there's one thing I've realized, especially being a, a dad of young boys, is time flies. And I'm sure, I mean, you're a dad too and you're at a different stage of life, but I'm sure you could look back and be like, man, time doesn't stop. Right. You know, especially if you watched your daughters grow up, but I'm like, oh, man. I look at the time of the day and I feel like I just don't have enough. And so then it takes intentionality yes, it to, does. to be able to, to do things with my boys, especially now that the school year is starting, you know, we choose, um, to send our boys to public school, sure. you know, and wherever you land on that, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, and so that takes a good chunk of their time. And so then they come home and then I get back from, you know, being at camp and work. You know, there's only so many hours left before they have to go to bed. Right. You know, and it's like, man, how do I capitalize on that? You know, because the easy option is, oh, I can get home from work and be like, all right, this is my time. Right. But th that's not the case. You know, I want to I want to come home and for my entire family, not just my boys, but even my wife say, all right, what can we do to be a family? You know, and if you just go to a screen or go to something, it's like that doesn't create the the family community that we want right it doesn't and you know, so yeah. it's just trying to teach teach ourselves almost to be selfless in that but yeah. for a reason of the bigger purpose yeah i encourage all those that are listening and, and you as well you know make a list yeah before you go to sleep at night say what do we want to accomplish tomorrow or, or what do we want to accomplish next week yeah whenever i get up in the morning i see these lists that are on our counter mm. there my you know my wife she's very detailed and there are lists that talk about, uh, they're all on little sticky notes. Yeah. Do you ever mess with her and just add stuff to it? I, I do, or I just cross them out. <laughs> However, it, most of the time I leave them alone. <laughs> and because you know what they do? They help me organize. Because, sure. I, because she, through the years, we've been married over 40 years, so yeah. she'll make lists, and I see that one's for me. That, that list yeah. is what I'm doing today. You right. know, and, and so it's, it's fine. But what's really interesting is she's very productive hmm. in life and it's on that list. And, and, you know, it's the night before she said, well, what do I need to get done tomorrow? And all of a sudden there'll be a list. And then what do I need to get done if, if it's Tuesday and what do, what do I need to get done Thursday? Boom, boom on the list. Yeah. Now may not get to all of it, but it's on the list. And I tell you, there's a reason why she can do things and why she's productive. Yeah. Where if you don't have that, sometimes you go, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And there's an old, old rule that's out there that says unplanned time always goes to your weakness. Mm. And people say, no, yes, it does. Yeah. If you come home from work, you come home from school, you come home from a class, you go, well, I don't know. What should I do now? I feel like sleeping. All right. I'll go do that. I okay. feel like I'll blob out in front of the TV. Okay. You do that. It's. Till bedtime. 
or you don't plan a meal. Now, that's something my wife and I need to do better. Yeah. Because, like, we didn't plan the meal. What do you want to eat tonight? I don't know. How about peanut butter and jelly? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, all right. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it just doesn't go as well as it could. At, le- at least around us, there's not a whole lot of places to eat out. Yeah, I know. You know, so it takes that, that, that discussion off the table. It, it does. But I think in that sense, I mean, it shows. Then every once in a while, we'll make lists for the week. Here's what we're going to eat. Then we don't ask that question. We don't even waste time. Right. So it, it's not that you have to put time with everything, but if you just get in the habit the night before you, you know, the night is before you go to sleep, make a list. Here's what we'd like to accomplish tomorrow. You have kids, maybe make them part of it. What do you want to do tomorrow? What What should we? You yeah. know, I I need to like up in our area. We need to stack wood. We need to do something. So we'll do that for a little bit tomorrow. And what else can we do tomorrow that you guys want to do? that's more fun than stacking wood, if there is anything. Right. Uh, more fun than that, which they would just look at you and roll their eyes probably. But Right. Um, I, th- I would encourage people to do it because time is so valuable and Satan wants us to waste it all. And like you said, you know, it, if you don't plan, you always just go to the, the weakness, weakness or the, the thing you're most comfortable with. Right. You know, and so whether that's screen time, phone time, video games, whatever it is. Um, and the more that, that time goes by, the more I'm like, man, I just want to do stuff. Um and it's fun. You create memories, even if you don't know how to do it. You know, like my, my oldest son is like super into fishing, loves fishing. Like I've fished before, but and, and but I, I don't know like a ton right. about it. But it's forcing me, not forcing me, like it's, it's putting a drive within me to be like, all right, I want to learn more about fishing so I can help him. Right. Because it's amazing. Like he doesn't have the patience for anything else. But you give him a pole, he will sit at the lake all afternoon, even without catching anything. Yep. And be content. Yep. And that's rare. <laughs> I would say that's rare for a child nowadays. Yeah. But but I see that. I'm like, there's so much potential here for, for memories, for connecting. Um, and so I encourage you, whether you're a parent, whether you're whatever relationship it is, maybe it's maybe you're the son or the daughter, and look for ways that you can be intentional about the moments that you share with those around you because those are the moments that will last. I mean, how many t- I mean, if you sit down and watch a movie together, sure – that might be enjoyable, but what, what, do you, where does that get you? Right. You know, you forget about it, yep. you know, whereas, you know, you sit up and even, even talking is better than that. But then you get out and do, do stuff together. And I think there's, there's so much more to that. Um, and even looking at my boys, one of the things that we've talked about in previous episodes is just the way that our culture has changed. And I would say that's not just my boys, but all of us, the amount of um, screen influences that we have in our life. Um, I would say that I've been more aware of it since my boys are now at the age where, you know, they see it and right. they, they even want it or they're just oversaturated with it. And so it's like, how do I do things? And even my wife, we're talking to other people around us like, hey, what did you do with your kids right. during this stage? Because we're looking for even more ideas where it's not, you know, where we can share life together. Right. Create, create create an adventure together. And right. that's what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. It's, oh, what you know, we've been talking to these other, hey, what did you do at this stage of life? Yep. Where did you go? You know, what are the things that you did? Why? Because we, we understand the value of it. Right. Now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so important that we all understand that life is seasonal, gives you these seasons of life. But once a season is finished, it's finished. Yeah. And And so you need to take advantage of it while it's there. I've told people often that, uh, you know, people wonder how we survived the winters up here. And I was just reading an article about Miami and how, you know, their growth is great. However, people hate 
how hot and humid it is down there at certain times. So I don't yeah. care where you're at. There's times where you wish you were somewhere else because yeah. of the weather. That, I'm sure people in Miami don't like being hot and sweaty. I'm sure that's not their goal. Yeah. And our goal is not to be cold up here in the winter. So I, just so we have that established, we, we don't like shivering. Uh, however, we know how to deal with it. But I've often said, if you're, if you're going to not be a prisoner to the season, yeah, you need to learn how to go and do something in it. Right. You need to do something that's unique in that season. Mm-hmm. And when when that passes, okay, then you don't have to do that anymore. Right. Because um, I, I remember our my girls were typical girls, and they went through the phase of everything was about horses for a while. Yeah. Well, then they went through the phase of I don't care about horses. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, but we went through the season, so they had to get the cowboy boots, and they had to get you know, I mean, the oh yeah, the, the season went on. Yeah. Um, and I think. You have to enjoy those seasons mm-hmm. because some of those, like fishing, some of those other things, they may stick for life. Yeah. You don't know that, you know, uh, but if they don't, you went through that season well. And because you went through the season well, that means you don't have to do the same thing during every season of life. So you don't come home and just turn on the TV, whatever. Oh, it's cold outside. Well, what can we do when it's cold? Yeah. What can't we do? When it's warm that we can do now, let's go do that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a whole other world out there for you. And you begin to actually enjoy the different age groups. When a parent comes to me and they complain, if they do, about their son or daughter, you know, they're, they're at this stage in life. I go, oh, man, take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. They always look at me funny. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, no, this is a cool age. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's challenges. You know, every season has its challenges. That's not a big deal. Yeah. But but every season also has some unique opportunity to recognize mm-hmm. and to say, here's the season for this. Right. So let's enjoy this for a moment. But realize, you know, uh, my wife and I will kind of make fun of the way I talk that way because Linda will say to somebody, they'll come over and I'll, I'll be drinking a certain kind of tea or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, Linda will say, it's a phase. <laughs> Even I know that. Yeah, I mean, it's a face. <laughs> what, what that means is, yeah, you, you don't get overly involved with what he's doing there because he's going to do this for a while and he'll never do it again when he's done. Yep. And and we both laugh about it because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know, that's cool. Yep. And, and I don't even mind because that's how life is and that's how I think real life is. You go through these phases. I'm not sad I went through the phase. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through it and now I just don't want to do that right now. Yeah. So, well, I'll do something else. And now it's a new phase, whatever it is. And I think that's the fun part of life, and it keeps life young. It keeps life mysterious a little bit. And you get into a phase, and, you know, when somebody shakes their head and goes, I didn't know you did that. Oh, I do. And then mm-hmm. Linda, my wife, she'll just go, yeah, for now. Yeah. You know, and for now he does. So I've been fishing. I mean, I've spent time fishing like crazy. But yeah. I just broke my pole. So I think fishing's over for a while. I'm in a different phase. Until, until, well, you've been into bow hunting lately. Oh, I uh, that I'm still into. Yeah, you're still into the hunting phase. Yeah, I'm That's still the, into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't mastered that yet. So not only that, haven't mastered that yeah, yet. How yeah. many deer have you got in the last two years? Two. Yeah, that's more than a lot of other people. Yeah, well, I said mastered it, but the, here, <laughs> here's here's here, the fun part is we were talking earlier about you know how how people technology wise whatever they just waste their brain. One of the things I found hunting is really great. You go out, it's totally quiet, and you're just looking out of the woods. 
Oh, yeah. And, and you're not connected to anything. No. So you're just sitting there looking at, at the woods. I'm telling you, that is a whole different experience that everybody should go through. Yeah. And uh, if you can't go through a time where you sit there for an hour, two hours, and just no distractions, no entertainment, and you're trying to be as still as possible, for some of you, you're saying, that sounds terrible. <laughs> well, maybe you need to do that. Though. Absolutely. Or go with somebody who does. Yeah. Uh, my son-in-law will take people who have never hunted, and maybe they can't for some reason, let them sit with them. Mm-hmm. Right, because of the experience. Yeah. Just sit there and look at the woods and be quiet. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's not always the best for hunting, but it, it, it can work. Yeah. And uh, I encourage people, take the time to understand the seasons of life and go ahead and do some things that maybe you've never done. Try it. Yeah. And if you fail at it, you fail at it. Mm-hmm. You know, then shrug your shoulders and go on. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah. I think I think there's value in just doing something you haven't done. I mean, there's always a challenge at Camp Dave that you and I both give. It's, you know, meet somebody new, try something new, and learn yep. something new about God. Yep. You know, and, and if you were to do that even in your own daily life, and I'm not saying like a daily basis, but even like once a month, like every month you went and did something different that was new together. Yep. How awesome would that be? It would be. You know, that would and be. And you learn together. Yeah. Now this, this summer, this is 20, this is my 55th summer. Yeah. And you know, my, my pet peeve has been that the tetherballs are always broken. Yes. And if you've ever, <laughs> if you've ever owned a tetherball in a public setting, you yeah, understand the struggle. Always broken. Always. So I set my mind out this summer that I was going to figure out how to get them not broken again yeah. somehow. Yeah. Now, not ever in life again, but they'll last at least a couple of weeks. More than a day. More than a day. More than a couple hours. And I went and I actually took some broken ones and I, I stood in front uh, of our mechanic and I said, look at what's happening here. Help me brainstorm. we got to fix this. He just laughed and said, yeah, okay. You're, he didn't say it, but you're in the tetherball phase. We're, we're going to get this thing fixed one way or the other. <laughs> so... You know, though, they've lasted now over a month. Yeah. We've got them in. We've figured out ways to do this, uh, you know, where they're not going to bust apart right away. And I thought, you know, here's the funny part now. Every time we go by there, there's this weird satisfaction that they're not broken. Yeah, that's great. And and you can't get that unless you invest on the other side. Yeah. You know, if you kept shrugging your shoulders and saying there's no way to fix those, well, then you'll never get to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Now, whether how long these are going to last. I already have modifications for my Next modifications time. at That's this right. point. But for now, they've lasted. Yeah. And we'll see how much longer they last, and then we'll make the different changes. But we'll win this thing. And that's what I think each of us need to do in our lives. So we have things that we look at. For us here at camp, it's buildings or programs or people. Yeah. And they're monuments to us. Mm-hmm. They're monuments of something God did. Yeah. I look at tetherballs when I go by them now, and it's a monument to what God did through just saying, you know what, God help. Because I would say that to God. I would say, God, help me figure this out. This is dumb that they keep breaking. Yeah. You know, how do you do it? So, And some might say, well, that's so minor. Well, mm-hmm. maybe. But I encourage you, let the seasons be. Be creative. Get out from the Internet and go do something with people. Enjoy making lists of things you can do in life and start going down them and doing them. And see uh, if life doesn't become something that's a little more exciting for you. Right, right. Unfortunately, we're uh, we're getting to the point where we're running out of time. But I encourage you, as you've been listening, uh, our challenge to you is is really, you know, especially as people look at the start of the year and all that sort of stuff. Be intentional. Look at your your daily or weekly pattern 
and look for ways that you can unplug a little bit more and enjoy the people around you a little bit more. And I guarantee you that God will use that and he'll, he'll, he'll teach you something new in that. But for now, we're out of time. So this is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. Take care and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.